Hi everyone, this is Kent. And on behalf of Nick and I, I just really want to say thank you so much and we wish you all the best in 2019. Hopefully you've all had recharging holidays and are ready to kick back into the work schedule. Only thing I ask of you is that you head over to iTunes or Stitcher or Google Google Podcasts, wherever you're listening, and just write us a review. We crave feedback. Um, the feedback we do get from, from listeners, all five of you, is fantastic, and it does help us make decisions and decide where we're going to take this podcast in 2019. And we do plan on making the podcast even better in 2019, but we want to know what that means to you. We've got some ideas, but the more feedback you can give us, the better. So if you'd love to leave us a review, obviously do that, as I said, on iTunes or Stitcher or Google Podcasts. And then if you have more kind of constructive, maybe some more negative feedback you don't want in a public forum or you know that the low reviews will, will hurt us, uh, remember you can always send an email to hello at pencilproblems.com and we will get back to you. So without further ado, I give you this episode and truly thank you again for even considering listening to this podcast. There is such a great uh, bevy of other podcast options and uh, knowing that we occupy some of your mental space for uh, any part of your day is humbling and uh, we treat it with a lot of respect. So thank you so much. Have a fantastic 2019. And without further ado, here is Pencil Problems. Right in. Let's do it. Um, yeah, man. I'm just, I got uh, two soft copies, one hard copy. I'm holding it right now in my hand. Um, it's it's like a real thing, man. Like this is unreal. Where, um, where did you get it, it printed? Uh, using Blurb. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. So Blurb allows you. To, it's like a you can self-publish stuff they do the printing they actually have mechanics in there for you to sell as well and for you to track oh. your sales and all that um i haven't actually gone down that path yet but um why not yeah but it's cool it's it's uh it's a nice tool and uh but it's it's really weird holding this and seeing this in a physical form uh i think yeah. it looks actually better in print than it does in the pdf to be honest and how how big is it in when you hold it? Uh, it's a five by nine. Five by five. nine. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. Good. Nice, man. Oh, that is so cool. Yeah. And uh, it, it's actually kind of weird because I'm like, wow, it's like a full on book. It's and I'm like, I guess I wrote all this, uh, which is, yeah, kind of unreal. Like it's in total two hundred and. 52 pages? No, really? That's amazing. Hang on, let me yeah. just have a look. I was looking at the... P the, the oh, shit, I'm sorry. There we go. Um, um, it's actually not necessarily that many words, per se, but it's... Um, it, it's just spaced out a lot, and it's it just breathes better, I think. And... Um, you know, the sleep strategies got their own page. Pictures got their own page. Uh, I don't know. Like, I, I, you, I gave you the PDF. What, what, what did you think? Your honest Coming feedback. Back. What did you think? 
did you did you take a look? Nick. Hello, hello. Hey, you there? Hey, yeah, yeah. Sorry, was that my internet? I think it. Yeah, I think you 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 popped out there for a second. Oh, sorry, man. Um, yeah, I was just. Uh, yeah, no, like it's spaced yeah. out a little bit, so it's yeah. It's two hundred and fifty-two pages. Um, total word count, I can't actually remember. I, I, it's not that much though. Probably like twenty thousand words, maybe. Right, and because of the um, way it's because of the way it's laid out, you've got some some space. But when you're holding it, it feels like a nice a nice book. Like you, you've got a good girth to yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, no, it's, 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 it's really, it's weird. Um, what's the, did you, um, did you take a look at it? Did I did. Look at the PDF? I did. Yeah. What's the, um, what is the feeling? Is it, um, are you, is it, are you proud? Are you relieved? Are you, are you frustrated because you want to make it better? Are you, um, Oh, like, um, looking at the content of things i'm like this is kind of exactly how i kind of wanted it and it's it's really cool to see that uh i, I it's hard it's it's really weird cuz in any kind of creative endeavor like you start and you have like i have like a kind of clear-ish idea of the direction i want to go and the tone i want to have for the not necessarily even the writing but like in terms of how the book feels and how people are going to be reading it and like a really kind of casual pick me up, pick flipped anywhere kind of vibe to it all. Um, and having the content feel like it's broken up and not just feel like it's just droning on and on and on. And um, honestly, I think I, I got to give Paul a hug, man. Cause I think he did a really good job with all that. And it really hit everything that I kind of wanted to hit with, with, um, with that. And I think we can probably do even more stuff and, um, this is also part of the, the, the critical part of me. I'm like, Oh, okay. I, I think I should, uh, some things I'd want to change maybe, um, like the cover I think looks okay in, I think it looks better in the PDF than it does in print. Cause I think the white gets a little bit washed. So on the cover here, I have like a, it's a onesie with, uh, Paul added, I asked him to add some poo stains on it. So some poo stains on the onesie. A bit of like avocado stain on the onesie. Um, and it looks really good in the PDF, but I think here in print, the because it's white on white, I feel like it gets a little bit washed. Um, but it still looks pretty good. I, I don't. I, I don't know. I'm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it's 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 just really cool. And I but I I'm also I think a lot more critical about this than probably anybody else will be. Oh yeah, like I think the. Um, I feel like you're, I think when you first set out to do this, the couple milestones we were first talking about is like, there's this month, like there's this moment right now when you're actually holding the, the physical book. And then I think the yeah. only next step would be when it's, you know, uh, if you were to actually get it, uh, published by a publisher and then you have all that, like, you know, two or three pages at the beginning where you're like, Oh my God, this is like a. You know, or like if you see it in a store, I feel like that might be the only thing to top the, but man, that's got to feel good to just be holding it and know that, you know, because um, yeah. man, let's look back here. I think, let's see if we 
kept good enough notes here on I believe it was on November 4th yes it was November 4th you committed to getting it done by Christmas and you did oh man I'm a man of my word I guess that's all right that's amazing November 4th I think it wasn't yeah because we did two project updates and I'm just looking here uh yeah November 4th episode 40 Oh, like November 4th, like recently. Oh, shit. Wow. A lot. This has been a pretty intense month then, I guess. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Because on August 2nd um, here, you had your feed- feedback from your editor. So you were kind of in final copy edits. And then we basically took September off. And then, yeah. And then November 4th, you... That was the day we had a big, we had an hour and a half conversation about project updates and, and you kind of said, no, this is it. Like my, my text is done. Now I just have to get it laid out. And there you are. You're, uh, you know, just over a month. It's amazing, man. Six weeks. Wow. Five weeks. Five weeks. This is all Paul, man. This is all, this is, yeah. Paul's really good because he. It's funny, like in the beginning, I was like, hey, can you just help me with one month? I just want to figure out like uh, what kind of fonts I want to use, mm-hmm. how I want to space things out. And then as we got into it, he did like uh, one month and I was like, actually, if you want, just give me the file and I can kind of do the rest. Um, and Paul being Paul, because he's very, um, he's a bit of a perfectionist. And he's like, I think you're just going to mess up my file. So how about I just do it for you? <laughs> Uh, he's like, it's actually not that much work. And I'm like, okay, uh, sure, cool. And uh, and he did, but it was actually a lot more work than I'm sure he signed up for. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm happy. I think he's he's really happy too. He's like, I didn't expect this to be like a weird portfolio piece, but I feel it is now. Um, yeah, like I, I we use a orange color to break up the chapters, and um, the hope was you can kind of jump to chapters when you just look at the spine of the book um oh that's cool and you can i think the orange the orange pops really well um i was hoping to do the same thing with the essay in the middle but honestly it wasn't enough pages so you can't you can barely see the the right um but but even the pictures like i use my like kind of uh my pixel 2 and honestly the pictures are pretty good quality on, on this they're not bad yeah i like the um i think you did a good job picking the pictures i feel like you could spend a year just trying to pick pictures for this, but I, I feel like the ones you picked, um, I feel like you captured it well. Thanks, man. I, I feel like I maybe had too many pictures. I, I. Uh, oh no, no, no! I mean, like, yeah, I think some are some some are really good. Yeah. No, I, I mean, my my feedback was um, the. No, like at first, I I actually wanted more. Like when I was first oh, going through it, I wanted. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, you there? Hey, you there? Sorry, give me one second, man. My uh, internet's being weird again. Oh, God, this is the worst. Are you there? Hold on, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sorry, what, what, what was your feedback? No, so I, at first I wanted more... Um, I wanted more pictures. Like, I, I, I was going through it and I was like, oh, man, like, I... I feel like there should be a picture on every page. And then as I kept mm-hmm. going through, I was like, oh, no, 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 this, this this is good. And then I like how it wasn't even 
it's almost not even formulaic. Like there's no pattern. Like the pictures just kind of come when, when it fits, or at least I couldn't, I couldn't see a pattern, which I ended up, mm-hmm. um, which I ended up really liking. I like sometimes they're, they're they're kind of loosely tied to some of the posts on the adjacent page. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I just yeah. mean it wasn't like you know uh, no picture, no picture, picture, no picture, no picture, picture, no picture, no oh, picture, yeah, yeah, picture. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. kind of just kind yeah, of yeah, just like spread yeah. out and um, I. I like the I like the pages where there's more um, text. So I I like like so some of the pages I feel like were a little they were a little too sparse. Where I feel like the and again this is where like I'm not a designer. So the to me the text was almost too small for the sparse for the sparseness of some of the pages. Um, right, 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 like. Right. Page 46 jumped out being like, oh, interesting. And, and for me, it's more of just like an interesting, as a, as a designer, um, how do you, how do you compose, um, you know, like white space versus keeping it full. And, and obviously there's, there's a method to the, to the madness. And um, yeah, I think, so it, it was, it was tricky. Cause I think, um, part of like two two parts that made it complicated where we had we took full pages for quotes and full pages for tips and full pages for pictures so when uh i kind of laid this out in google doc and i i said okay this is where i think we should have this photo this photo this photo these are the things i think we should quote um then it becomes like a weird jigsaw puzzle of having balance on the pages while still allowing those to be full full pages right yep yep because if like let's say the example on 46. So that example 46 and 47 have two entries each on each of those pages, but some pages have like four, um, some maybe even have five, but right. if you were to cram three in there, one's going to be a weird orphan. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. You'll have one. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which would look even weirder. So I, I did it. We did a bit of shuffling of things a little bit here and there. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a fair point though because like even I brought this up to Paul too. I'm like some of them feel like the the chapter kind of ends because there's it's like you know two posts and there's this empty space and too much empty space underneath. Um, that I think some readers might think the chapter is just finished. Um, so should we almost add something there to kind of represent like a chapter is finished, but oh, or add more balance? That's, and that's interesting. Like one of the things yeah. that I was thinking. Um, was on each page like on each chapter you could do like a dot for the month so for the for like at the top of the page or something like that you could have you know um one dot for month one then you'd have two dots and then three dots and then four dots and then so as you're quickly flipping through Mm. you'll see like oh i'm in month eight or i'm in month seven or, or something like that um, right, which, right, which would give right, you like right. a little um, sense that you're. Oh, well, actually, you know what's funny? Because of the way I'm looking at my PDF, I have it zoomed in. I didn't even notice you have it at the bottom, month seven. Um, we do have it at the bottom, but yeah, it's that's funny. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I didn't uh, even notice it. Just I guess I was. Uh, I did. I didn't see it at the bottom there, but just like something like that. But no, man. Overall, like my my comments are very. Um, I mean, I wanted more essays, and I know we talked about. Uh, your your that's kind of like your v your v two, but um, 
I liked like the robot one I thought was really good. And I don't think you need to make them a lot longer. I think that you like the goal here is not to write New Yorker articles on, on, um, Mm -hmm. on robots and how AI, like the goal is to just sort of provide some context um, as a parent and, and, and talking about things that are interesting to you. So I, I feel like, I remember at one point you were worried about them being too short or too, too fluffy or something like that. And I don't know, I think they're good. I think you just would, as, as it develops, putting more of that stuff in there just really fleshes out. Um, it, it just sort of separates it from someone yeah. saying like, Oh, this is just a journal of, of, um, of, uh, like a year to like no this is a book yeah, like, yeah this yeah. is like a yeah yeah um and it it adds even more and again i'm no i'm no book publisher but i imagine that the more essays like that you have the more you could charge for it like mm. it just sort of adds a um oh, okay okay remember your fear yeah. that the only yeah. people who would find this interesting would be people who kind of know you and know your family and things like yeah, that yeah 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 yeah. I don't yeah. think that's true. So yeah. like going through it and I'm biased. So obviously um, I find okay. it super interesting, but I, I think that it's definitely that before you're a parent to, I mean, I don't know. I've kind of changed my tune though. Like looking at it as a whole, I don't know if I would necessarily want to give this to someone um, <laughs> who's about to have a baby because it's almost like it gives away too much of the, of the show like there's <laughs> yeah you know like there's almost two i'd want to give it to someone um almost like after they've had the baby so like there's no i mean i know there's no turning back right. once you kind of get going but i feel like giving this to someone a month before their baby comes i don't know if it would resonate as much as um giving it to them a month in or something when you know shit is kind of bleak and then you know you kind of you 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 find these these like you kind of get out of it and then i like how at the end yeah yeah you sort of feel like you're um like i think what was it like the second last day or is it here or no the, the last i think it was your last one um yeah, three sixty. Like a kind of mom was up all night writing yeah. you a birthday card, um, or there's another one too that that like kicked that it was pretty close to the end, and it's like oh man, like you realize you're still totally in the thick of this, and yeah, it's um, but it's cool because it's like you kind of leave the reader where you're you're kind of it, it, there's almost like this built up drama where it's not resolved. It's not like you know, she's off to college and got this job and, you know, married this person and had, like, no, it's like, this is literally <laughs> the first inning. And, um, yeah, yeah. I, I like the way it kind of ended that way. Um, yeah. Cause it's weird. Cause I started thinking like, I, and I, I this is kind of how I even went into the whole parenting thing. I, you're maybe just so caught up in the moment that you're like, okay, I just gotta get to the end of the year. She's going to be one years old. I don't know. It just feels like a weird milestone. Um, that you think like you're out of the hardest part. Like I kind of feel like I thought year one was going to be the hardest part, but I think year two, honestly, I should have just kept writing, man, because year two is way more interesting. 
um, in terms of like watching, in terms of their development. So watch, mm. in terms of watching Abby develop, it's way more interesting in year two. But year one, I think there's a lot more, it's a little bit more about me and mom in some ways, kind of trying to cope and transition to the life. Um, but year two, I think there's a lot of just really interesting developments for Abby or any, any you know, um, toddler. Yeah, like you're getting almost the... Yeah, they're they're just developing into this little human that talks and and starts yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. You can see the the gears turning and um. Yeah, I hear you. I yeah. feel like it's. Um, well, I mean, how many months off of two years are you? Or sorry, how many months off I'm of like a year? Are you? Oh, it's I'm been... like eight eight nine months now. Oh, but shit, yeah. I have like some notes and I have like pictures. So the pictures I can obviously go back and jog my memory of like oh yeah yeah and i can kind of write stuff about it and but i think i I might even just do a series of essays and i call it like the toddler years i think that would be a nice uh a a nice uh title as well like the toddler years and then have like a whole it 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 might be like year one but not every day i think i would just highlight certain days and have a mix of essays oh that's interesting yeah or like, like you said, like yeah. look back at pictures and then if it triggers something, you could, you know, write about that or. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting about the essays that you said, like, hey, it'd be kind of cool to have a little bit more of the essay stuff in there uh, to break things up a little bit and not make it feel like a diary. But I do think like what actually breaks it up is the pictures and the and the pro tips and the quotes. So all the, the quotes I pulled from it that have like a, its own feature page have, I don't know, they're, I think maybe a little bit more humorous and, um, but they had to be a certain length too. I couldn't go put the long ones in. Um, and having the um, pro tips, I think are another way to kind of make it feel a little bit more mainstream. Like if yes. you were to, if I were to sell it to somebody, I'm like, hey, hey, check it out. It has a bunch of really kind of cool tips. Um, and then like, it could even be like people buy it for that reason. And then the secondary layer is to just follow along with the story a bit. Um, yeah, I don't know, but I think there's opportunities to add more of that stuff. I think I would, sw- yes, I want to swap with the pictures, put illustrations or infographics and make it even more kind of um, less personalized and more accessible. Uh, I don't even um, think, well, I mean, it's more, it's more like, I think the, the only dial on the personalized you have to think about is just like how much of your life do you want out there right like that's kind of the only mm-hmm. um but because i think the more personal you make it i feel like the more um th- i don't think you ever go wrong making it more personal um mm-hmm. because that that's what people connect to they connect to personal um they connect to personal stories i may, maybe yeah. i think where the I, I think the reason why the essay jumps out is just like just because there's one, like I think if there were, yeah, if there were two or three, yeah. like it, I don't think there needs to be twelve. I think there just needs to be more than one, um, yeah. and it doesn't have to be like ev- after every chapter you have some like essay. It's 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 more just almost like if you only had one pro tip. Um, it's it's almost like this element mm-hmm. you've added to the to the book, and it'd be nice if there was you know one more. Yeah, um, no, that that's fair. That's fair, or something like that. Um, but man, no, this. Yeah, but no, it's 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 so cool, and I love the fact that you've um, that you hit your goal, that you've got it in hand, and and think about how much easier now, um, this is going to be to actually, 
you know, sell. Like if you want to now go sell this to a publisher, I mean, you can just start sending this out. Like you could really just start finding agents and um, like, it's kind of like a, I think you've sort of done the equivalent of what people do in Hollywood where, you know, so many people have ideas for movies and like you've like written the script and now you can, um, you know, cause again, you might give this to, you know, a publisher or an editor and they might have, uh, you know, other ideas and might come back to you and be like, Hey, we could do this, this and that. Like, and you might be like, yeah, Nope, yeah, I want it, yeah. I want to keep it minimal or, um, you might be like, Oh wow. Like you can do all that or you can, and who knows? I mean, they could even, um, actually, I don't know. I, I do, I do like the clean, um, minimalist aesthetic though. I feel like it, it would be, no, I, I really like it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you'd want to, there, there's something about far from that. I, I feel like I could add, I do want to add some infographics and picture and like illustrations i think those could be funny i don't know if i want to put all of abby's pictures in here i'm not sure how i feel about that um but yeah um and the cover i like it but something's not sitting well with me with the cover um but i i don't really i know i know i talked to paul about this this is going to be v1 of many versions so but i you know it's a it's a great first milestone so i'm gonna see what comes of this um I was talking to I was talking to Kai. I had lunch with Kai the other day. Oh, nice! Uh, and Kai's expecting his his first. So he just got married not too long ago, and he's expecting in April or May or something. Oh, nice! Um, Congrats, Kai! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm gonna actually give him one of the. I'm gonna give him a copy, and just to get his because he's in that headspace now. Because we were talking and he were just chatting about like he's like worried about like what should I buy, what should I do. Uh, you know, you know, like the normal anxiety course, yeah, around yeah. all the stuff, right? Um, so I'm gonna because it, it, it's an interesting point you brought up. Like you wouldn't bring it, you wouldn't show, you, you wouldn't give to somebody who's expecting because you feel it gives away too much, or you give it to someone who's already had a kid. And um, I don't know. I'm I'm curious. I I'm curious to find out like who who's my who's my real audience because I I don't even know because I wrote this for me. And uh, I know, but and you know, even saying that, yeah. hearing it back again, it's like of course you should give it to someone. Um, it's okay. It's it's not that you shouldn't. I, I think the audience would be men who are expect like you know when yeah people like Kai who have have a baby on the way. But I feel like the and maybe it's like a rereading or something. But there's there's and again it's hard because it's sort of like once the genie's out of the bottle. Like I don't even remember what my my life was like before I had kids. So um, yeah. I, I don't. I certainly don't remember what my mental my mental state was. So I, I just feel like reading it. I feel like reading it, you've got more, I've got so much more to relate to having been in these experiences before too. I don't know how it would read if I hadn't. So that's why I think that'd be great feedback because I think he'd be very honest with you too. And yeah, yeah. um, it'd be interesting if he's like, dude, that, that scared the shit out of me. Why did you give that to me? Or if he was like, oh, this is amazing. Like, it sounds like this is going to be really hard, but it sounds like it's going to be rewarding and kind of funny. And like, I'm still scared shitless, but, um, yeah, you know, like, I think that would be, if, if you get yeah, a, yeah, a reaction yeah. like that, that would be great. Cause that, then you could kind of like, the I, what I, to I can, expect, yeah. you're expecting. this can just become this thing that 
anytime a guy, you know, you find out he's pregnant or his wife's pregnant, you just boom, just, uh, oh man, I know, I know, I know what to get you here. You got to get this. And, and cause it's curious. I'm curious because I think if someone has a kid, it's all, uh, sorry, someone is, um, like their kid's one or two months old. This is almost like, um, don't worry. I'm like a companion. I'm, I'm like, you're walking through this with me and, uh, you can see like how this went right or wrong, wrong for me. Um, but ultimately everyone's story is going to be a little bit different. Um, but it does make you feel like you're not alone. I do feel that that feeling of being alone in it, especially for moms, I think is a, is a real, real thing. Um, because you're just dropped with this human being that you need to kind of maintain and nurture and grow. And, you know, you might be at home by yourself for long periods of time. It, there, it is a very solo endeavor oftentimes. Um, so maybe this acts as kind of like a, a guide or like a comfort blanket or of some sort. Yeah, for sure. No, I think, um, and I think parents always want to find out, um, am I doing this right? Or am I, uh, you know, I mean, I, I always think I'm like the worst parent in the world just cause I'm really hard on myself. I feel like, you know, I'm like, Oh my God, I fucked that up or, a better person wouldn't have done that or shit. I should have handled this differently. And, <laughs> and I, it's funny, like with, it's, it's such a weird thing, but like with celebrities, um, uh, when you hear a celebrity talking about their kids and like life with, like we talked about Jimmy, no, um, Jimmy Kimmel had a really funny, honest thing where he like hosted the Oscars and the next morning he's up at like five thirty. And his kids are like throwing Cheerios at him. And he's like, you know, I was hosting the Oscars last night. And these kids are like, you know, throwing Cheerios at him the next day at like 530 in the morning. And just like, and then he like throws them a phone. And he's like, here, just like watch fucking Paw Patrol while daddy, you know, nurses this hangover. Like just hearing these like little things like that. You're like, oh, yeah, you, you being a celebrity doesn't protect you from from this. Like this is just this is a, the human condition of having a child. And I think any. Yeah. Anything that connects you to those moments just makes you either feel better about yourself in the past being like, oh, maybe I like I kind of felt the same way. I'm not a dick. Um, or, it, you know, like if if you really did handle it differently or if, if people walk away being like, wow, Nick is an angel. Like he's, you know, I was thinking much darker thoughts than this. Then it helps them strive to that, too. So either way, I think it's a net, yeah. a net positive. Yeah, like, it, it, um, I think one of the one tone I want to maintain throughout the whole thing is like, the whole non non judgmental tone of like, you know, this is kind of how I'm doing it. Like, you can call me wrong or jerk or whatever. But really, there is no judgment in this in this game. Everyone's just trying to survive. And I feel like that is a total real um, thing. So to, to see someone else's struggles, I think definitely makes you feel better about yourself. For sure um yeah um but yeah man so that, that that's that and uh it's really cool i i have been talking to a couple people who um might introduce me to agents i don't know how this world works at all um but i'm gonna meet this guy who is getting his book about plants published um is this guy who has like a uh, he's like an Instagram guy who has like a whole bunch of followers. Someone reached out and like wanted to publish his book, but I just want to see what that process was like. I'm going to try to talk to more people who can publish and just see what that world is like. Um, yeah. 
and try to just learn That's more. a great idea. And I've got, um, well, I think you met, you met John and Melissa Nightingale, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think they um, would be, I think they'd be a good resource too. Cause they, um, they, I can't remember who published theirs, but it was like a blog that they then kind of shopped around and then found a publisher and, um, well, they, they I, ended up self-publishing. Oh, did they? Um, yeah. And I, I asked them, they're like, yeah, we went back and forth, but ultimately uh, we just thought the self-publishing route might've been better. And they're like, we have so much, so many thoughts about this. So he's um, there. I was talking to Melissa about it and she's like, when you're ready, just yeah, reach out. And like, I, I, we can just give you all of our, um, all of our learnings from, from this world. Cause we learned a lot from this process. Oh, that's great. Um, I didn't realize they self-published that. I thought, sorry, just to shout out, this yeah. is a, uh, um, how fucked up is your management, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, um, it's a great book. It's like a collection of of kind of management and um, human kind of HR management essays that um, that they put together. And oh, I, I thought for sure they got a publisher. I mean, it's such a it's a beautiful. I just assumed it was not self published. That's kudos to them. That's uh, that's great. Yeah, I'm sure they had the option, but. Um maybe they kind of did the math and they're like, we have the audience that we have, the distribution that we have right now. Maybe we don't need it. Um, right. I, I don't know. Or, or maybe just like the flexibility. Maybe I think it was even little things like um, they wanted the title to have like a curse word in there, but right. Right. You know, if you publish that, you, you might not be yeah. able to. Um, so th- things like that, I'm sure. And uh, anyways, it, I, I'm going to, I'm probably going to reach out. I want to have something in hand to show, uh, when I had that conversation. So now I have something to show. So that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And I feel like, again, that's just such a, um, it's, it's just, I'm, I'm sure it's that initiation of, um, it, it just changes the conversation when you are bringing this to a meeting or sending this in advance. Like it just changes the whole, yeah. um, it changes the whole conversation and, um, yeah, yeah, I think that's it def- awesome. definitely makes it feel like you're, you're serious about it. Yeah, exactly. You know, and then even if, yeah, even yeah. if people say that they won't, they're going to treat it differently because they, they know that you've taken it this far, which is mm-hmm. really the hardest part. I mean, you've done the, this is the, the work you've done the work. I mean, now it's just yeah. polishing. It's, uh, you know, that's so cool, man. Uh, so yeah, man, uh, this is awesome. Thanks. Thanks. And, and thank, thanks for the feedback, man. Uh, I totally get it uh, in terms of the breathing um, and balance on the, the, the pages. And yeah, it's something we talked about, something I think we could probably do better at. Um, no, but at the same time, your, your, your reasoning is great because it would look way weirder to have an orphan at the, on the last page and then, and then jump to a new chapter. So I think that, um, no, and, and you don't want to be like changing text around and like, you know, the, the consistencies there. And, um, mm-hmm. and again, like the, the, the white space feels like, I think at one point you sort of said you want this to be almost like a bathroom reader, like, a yeah, yeah. I, I you still know, kind like, of like, it, yeah. yeah, like, like, and, and I, I don't think it actually has to live in the bathroom, but like you said, it's one of those things where you, you know, you just like, um, you can just kind of pick it up or you can just sit and, yeah, and, and yeah. plow through it in, in, yeah. in a sitting. Um, but it's one of those ones that like, you'll just see it lying around and you'll be like, Oh yeah, what's like, like what day am I at? And then you'll go find that day. And, um, yeah, or, or you just flip to a random day and you're like, Oh, interesting. You know, 
Uh, well, but no, but but think about. It. I could totally see it being like you know, you you get it, you read through it, you laugh a bit, you're like, oh, this is so cool. You put it down, then you know, two or three months later, you're cleaning up, you find it again, and you're like, oh, what day? What day is it now? And then you you kind of do the math, and you're like, oh, this would be like day, you know, one sixty four or like whatever. And then you go and look to yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're yeah. like, oh my god, like, and you'll you'll look for for parallels, and then you'll kind of read the 10 or 15 days before and after to kind of see if, yeah. if you're in that zone. And like, um, that's why, like, I think it'll kind of be this yardstick that, um, no, yeah. it's true, man. It, no, for sure. And I, I think, you know, as a parent, you're always kind of comparing in a way, like, you're like, is this normal? Is what, what happening right now? Is this normal? Should I, or, um, should I be sleep training yet? I, am I, am I not doing that? Is that a bad thing? If I don't like, should, should uh, my kid be eating solids? Uh, can I wean? Can I can I do um, formula instead of breast milk? I don't know all these like common things that you're just you're not sure. Like, definitely, like right, when yeah. you're first going through this stuff, right? Um, so you get like a nice like point of comparison, uh, which is kind of kind of cool. But but that that's an interesting way because I think if you approach it with that in mind, with that kind of audience in mind, I do think your even in terms of the design, the stuff you highlight might even change the stuff you. Um, like you might highlight the milestones more even like, Oh, Abby said her first word and that should be a, like a highlight, like visually something that stands out. More oh, than that's else. interesting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If people want to use it as a way to compare milestones. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah. Um, hmm. Well, that's pretty exciting, man. December 13th. Lock it, uh, lock it in. That's when your, uh, your lock world is going to change. Yeah, you're gonna get um, uh, you're gonna start getting the calls. You're gonna get too big for this podcast. We're gonna have to make you a five year deal. Uh, you know, lock by, you by in. we, it's gonna, it's me and you making the same deal to to, to each other. We're gonna get that. Uh, we're gonna have to put Casper on hold for a while. I know, I know. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to call Andy and kind of negotiate up. Uh, no, they're out now, man. They're out. We can maybe. Uh, oh, Andy's know. out now. Yeah, 89 mil. Oh, I didn't. When did that happen? Uh, last Tuesday. Wow. Who did they yeah. get bought by? Sleep Country. Smart. So smart. It's very smart. Yep. Very smart. So, ND coming to all Sleep Country Canada locations. Wow. That It's... Wow, that's that's anyways, that's super smart. And uh yeah, Sleep Country never had a kind of direct to customer kind of approach before. They have the showroom and all that, but it is in hindsight like very antiquated, right? Like how they sell. But what's interesting is like Casper just opened up a, a store at Sherway where I shop and it's packed. So I feel like there's a good mix of um you know, like you just want to lie down, you want to try it. So I feel like they've got that good, you know, they'll be, they'll be able to get their mattress into all of the, um, sleep country locations and, um, and, uh, and yeah, I remember, so I had a mutual friend who was friends with their, the founders. And, uh, I remember going to their office, Oh God, four years ago or so when they were just starting. And, um, I remember thinking, you know, like if I was an investor, what a great um, investment opportunity because, you know, they, they made no secret that they were obviously following Casper's lead and, 
and just bringing this amazing mattress to, to Canada. But they're, I remember they kind of laid out this like rough kind of plan and literally everything they said then just happened almost to the month that they, that they were talking wow. about. So it was, it was so cool just sort of seeing the, um, just that pure execution, you know, just, just mm-hmm. really just, just going and getting all the, they were like, yeah, like in 18 months, we're going to go big with like billboards and streetcar ads and like subway ads and just go. And then, and they, they did. And I remember like when I first saw like the ND streetcar floating around, I was like, oh my God, like, that's like, this has got to be within months of when they said they were going to be doing this. So, I mean, they had <laughs> such a clear vision and they just, they just did it. Wow. Um, no, that's really cool. I, I do, do you think sleep country is going to use it to carry their own mattresses too? Do you think they're going to mess with that? Yeah, good question. I have no idea. I have no idea what would go on there. I feel like if they were smart, they would just kind of leave it alone and and yeah. just put the mattress in sleep countries. I I I don't know. I'm no. Uh, I wonder. But at the same time, it's like now do. now you have now you have this tech where you can sell direct to customers, and you have the infrastructure for all that stuff now. Like you also bought that and. I don't yeah. know if Sleep Country ever had anything like that. Um, Probably not. No, yeah. you're right. And I, yeah. I remember we walked in there once to buy a mattress and oh my God, you just felt like you were, it was worse than a used car lot. It was just the... Yeah. Yeah. Like any any mattress you showed interest in, it was the best mattress in the world. Oh, this one's nice. Oh, this one. This is the best. And then, oh, this one's nice. Oh, you want this one? And it's like, yeah. really? You're just, oh, come on, man. Like you're just... Uh, and, and they're all kind of the same. Um, yeah they're all the same and it's like which one do you have oh i have a different one you're like okay well (laughs) you're not even you're not even sleeping on your own supply come on man so uh, i'm sorry dude dude you know what but yeah Um, what an exit that's a great to buy like uh, that great canadian uh, mesh network thing that you're talking about the what the mesh network thing uh for my home for my my internet because i keep dropping it it's me when we get interruptions it's me that my internet probably goes down oh that I, I should, uh, I, Eero, the Eero one yeah the one you're you're telling me about i think maybe i should get that for christmas for myself or something or for, for the pod <laughs> you know um but yeah i yeah I, I i do think going to like sleep country is like it does feel like you're buying a used car and yeah i don't know like awful. the nice thing about indy is like or casper it's like yeah, one one kind of choice really, and that's it. Just simplifies that experience. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, hang on, oh, I lost cool. you. I lost you. Oh, you there? You back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? There we go. Yep, gotcha. Yep. Um, no, I, I was just saying it's um, it's what's great about Andy actually is just I don't know if their beds are even better than Sleep Country beds, but the fact that they only have one it just simplifies that choice for the consumer, right? They don't feel oh, like, yeah, yeah, am I absolutely. making a bad choice? You know? Uh, yeah. So it's, it's interesting. They actually make, they sell more by offering less. <laughs> yeah. And I think um, it's funny. The, I remember Casper started like that and then they've added a bunch of other stuff. Like they've got pillows, they've got sheets, they've got, four different mattress types now. And, um, mm. they, they sponsor this podcast that I listened to. And I remember the, the way he used to do the read was exactly what you just said. Like, look, you know, you go to these mattress stores, they got 50 mattresses. Uh, Casper's got one. 
So like, you know, you're making a good choice, blah, 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 you know, customer reviews, a hundred nights sleep guarantee, all this sort of stuff. And then you could sort of see him kind of, and he loved that. And he would just sort of harp on this, like kind of Apple-esque marketing, like, look, there's one laptop, there's one configuration, like just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, and then it's been kind of awkward because like, as he's had to, over the years, he they, they keep sponsoring. So he keeps, you know, having to pitch all these new products and, and he hasn't totally come out there and just sort of been honest and been like, okay, like you got a lot, you know, like he, and I, I still remember, and I'm sure that there's part of him that when he's off the air, is just like, fuck man. Like I used to love this read when it was simple and now they've gone and like, you know, um, and uh, it's, it's funny. It made me think of uh, this great tweet today that I saw from Jason Fried that was like um, companies and projects are kind of like the, like the human body. And it's this like constant fight against entropy. So like no mm. matter how much you resist, like no matter how much you try to keep things simple, the older you get, the more your body just falls apart. The harder it is to stay fit, the harder it is to stay awake, the harder it is to stay mentally you know, fresh. And it's like, the, it's just really hard to keep a company simple the older it gets. And mm. um, I thought that was really like just a yeah. really interesting. Uh, and then here we are talking about, I mean, so who knows, maybe ND will end up having, you know, 10 different mattresses in a couple of years, but for now <laughs> we can hope that they stay nice and simple. Yeah. It's, it's just, I guess, as you get bigger, you're just supporting more of the mass. And as you, if you're just supporting the mass then everyone has very different needs, right? I guess so. Yeah. You just yeah. have to, you make too many, uh, um, I don't know if it's sacrifices, but something like something like that. Or, or you just try to serve too many people, you know, That's it, versus, yeah. yeah, having people just, just carving out that niche and just really focusing on that one, one audience type. Right. Um, but yeah, man, um, what'd you want to talk about today? What, 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 what were you thinking? I, we, we had this one topic, uh, about hobbies versus like treating things like hobbies or businesses. That was kind of interesting. We touched on it last week. Um, I'm not sure you want to expand on that or what else was it? There was another thing. Yeah, we could definitely, we could definitely get into that. Cause I think that I, um, I think last week, uh, yeah, l- l- let's do that one. I like that one. I think that's a good, um, I've been thinking about it a little bit so I can maybe kick us off with some thoughts and then we can sort of see yeah. where that, uh, see where that goes. Yeah. Um, so I think your, yeah, your comment last week, definitely. Um, it, it I wouldn't say it like it's, it wasn't an epiphany. It didn't like wake me up, but I, it, it reminded me that the, it, it reminded me that I was just treating able cells more like a hobby and, mm-hmm you know, given my situation now with the time I've had, you know, it was a, an, an introspection though of like, so why even with all this time, am I not just diving in and spending every waking minute? Um, and like little things I started noticing, I've been kind of dropping the ball on, like I had, um, you know, like, uh, my Facebook inbox. So people messaging my Facebook page, I had six or seven, questions in there that I hadn't answered in months that I just hadn't even, I I kind of forgot to check and just like little sloppy um, things that I've just sort of, uh, that have kind of fallen off because of, 
really just mm-hmm. lack of lack of time and attention. Um, so I definitely put on the okay, what would I, um, you know, what would I do if if this was my full time job and if I had to eat based on able cells and just in the past week it you know, I'm not going to say everything's changed but it just kind of pushed me to um you know like I'm looking at uh, you know bringing in products and selling it to other other stores so and again all this weird serendipity starts happening like I had two people today uh, sorry, this week call me stores and being like, Hey, do you, can I buy from you wholesale? Like, can you sell me product? Interesting. Yeah. And, um, and they're like, cause we like you, like you seem like you've got good taste and you know, we sell all this other stuff and we just want someone to tell us what to buy on the keto side. So if we can just buy from you, then we don't have to think about it. And hmm. I can't do that because of my, my agreement that I have with my suppliers, but it's like, no, but why can't I? Like, I can just renegotiate a new agreement. Yeah. So yeah. I just reached out and, um, I mean, we're not, it's not there yet. And there's, you know, there might be some opportunities there, but it could mean that I'm actually going to get into a whole other realm. Like, hey, do you want to become an official distributor? And it's like, yeah, that sounds cool. And it's like, yeah, so the minimum buys now are, are hundreds of thousands of dollars. And it's like, oh, okay. So now we're into, you know, raising money if we're going to go down that road. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But again, like who knows, maybe that's a great, if I've got all these connections and if I kind of know the products, that might not be a bad, that might not be a bad idea. Um, another one was I had a, I had this brand that I really wanted to carry, but I just, I don't want to go out of pocket and pay, you know, the seven to 10,000 that I'm going to need to, to carry their entire collection. Um, you so have I've, I've just, collection? yeah, like the way they have it set up is that you, um, your first buy, you have to buy a, an assortment of, of all these different products. Um, and, and I had reached out in the past and been like, look, I only want this and this. And they're like, nah, like you kind of have to buy the whole thing to, to get started. So, uh, but they have this like ambassador referral kind of a program, like an affiliate program. So I reached out and I was just like, look, why, why don't I just sell your stuff as an affiliate, almost like a dropship where I'm just going to send people to your store and I'm going to make it very clear that I'm not like, I'm not selling this. Like, I'm not going to make it look like I'm picking and packing this. I'm just going to have a section that's like, Hey, here's some other products that are really great. And I'm going to send you to their store and I'm going to give you a discount for buying them. And if they want to buy it, then I'll just get the, so I'm, I'm really good at driving this traffic. So if I can just get, if I can monetize that traffic and just get a, a residual, um, I'm not doing any work really. It's just a, an affiliate. And um, yeah. it sounds like they're going to let me try that. So, um, so that's cool. So it's just like these little, these little things where, um, or, or like I wanted to send out a newsletter. I've talked about this a lot where I just sort of summarize the, the top, three to five things. So I just totally stole Tim Ferriss's um, five bullet Friday and, and I've called it three bullet Thursday. And okay. um, so I sent out my first one today and I've already written the next two. So they're already in the can. Nice. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so far the feedback has been pretty good just today. I've had 
17 or 20 people reach out and be like, Oh, this is, and it, this is like just three links, a sentence or two of commentary. Um, it's basically like, Hey, here's what I think is interesting this week. And, um, and is it all about like keto stuff? It's like health and fitness health? and nutrition okay. and, you know, just kind of like, um, you know, stuff that I'm interested in and, and, uh, and again, huge imposter syndrome because like, I'm no, I'm no, you know, fitness. I'm not a <laughs> trainer. I'm not a, you know, but I'm just someone who, um, who wants to be healthy and live till he's 200. And, um, you know, I, so part of the angle I'm thinking of taking this is just that I'm, I'm not perfect and I'm going to cheat a lot and eat a lot of shit and, um, but I'm kind of trying to, to walk that line as best as I can. Um, mm. instead of being one of these like Instagram gurus who look like they never eat a fucking chocolate bar and they're just these perfect specimens all the time. And, um, mm. you know, yeah, more yeah, just yeah. like, nah, I'm not really like that. I fall off the wagon all the time. I eat my kids craft dinner leftovers. Um, but here's how I try to like mitigate that. Here's why I, um, Anyway, I don't know. We'll see. But it's just I'm taking shots, and um, yeah. yeah. You, so I think you, that was uh, a good, good little shift. Is uh, do you have you got any new sales from the email? Yeah. So it's been a good week. So I've um, yeah. No, like so. Like today's email, I got a couple orders from that. Um, I just sort of boosted up my um, like. I'm kind of breaking rule 101 of of e-commerce which is you you basically have to email a lot and mm-hmm. there's all this data around just the more you email the more you sell it's it's really that simple and if you look at all these tutorials on how to build these seven figure e-commerce stores it's all about um uh, building a list and then just emailing that list every day and knowing that you know, 3% are going to unsubscribe and 6% are going to do this and 1% are going to buy. But if your list is big enough, then that's how you do it. And it's, it's really, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's kind of that simple. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've always been very hesitant to just email, 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 email. And so, I mean, now even going to one or two emails a week is a really aggressive for me. I would probably normally be one email a month. So, Mm going weekly now and just sort of forcing myself to do it. I'm curious to see what the kick of, of my, like my return customer rate right now is about 56%. So if that boosts up to in the sixties or seventies, then um, Mm. I mean, that'd be amazing. And it kind of changes again, it changes all the economics because, you know, then you'd be willing to lose some money on a new customer. If you know, you're going to be selling to them two or three. So like, it just sort of changes a lot. So, um, definitely a lot to, yeah, a lot to be playing with and thinking about. So anyway, the, all that being said, the business versus hobby, I think what it comes down to is you just can't have two hobbies and you can't have two businesses. And what I wanted to kind of dive in with you is like, that to me is the insight where, you can have multiple projects going on. In fact, you could have three to four to five different kinds of side projects if they scratch different itches that you have, but they mm-hmm. can't be in that same, like 
I feel like it'd be very hard for you to write two books at the same time, or it'd be very hard for you to write um, a book while also trying to, you know, start a, uh, another writing project or something like that. Like they're two, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. they have to be perpendicular. Like your, your, your side projects or your, your hobbies and your businesses, if they're not perpendicular, one of them is going to just fail. And, um, but you, but, but you, you, you brought up an interesting point of like, well, how about Elon Musk? Like, how does he do it? Because he runs obviously a whole slew of businesses. Um, but you know, he doesn't, he's not full time on all those. He has a team behind him. Uh, you know, like, do we need it? Like, I wonder what, what's the, the scaling effect? Like, do you, if we want to pick up another project, does that mean we have to have like two people who are working for us and helping? Fuck. Internet. Sorry, this is this is so bullshit. Can you hear me? Hey, can you hear me? Kent, can you hear me? Hey there. Hey there. Hey. Hey, hey there. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. Oh god. Uh, yeah, I, I got I got to get this 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 internet fixed, man. I'm sorry. Are you on Bell or Rogers? Um, I'm on Rogers. Mm. Um I have this I have this extender, but it it's I, I don't know how reliable this extender thing is. Um Yeah, I had so many issues with those too. I feel like you got to go mesh or you got to uh just bump your signal up so much, um, like pay more. But yeah, that's a. Um, but even if it, it comes down to my my router, I think, man, because like, I, if I'm connected, I will, I I have like very good decent speed, but it's just broadcasting to this specific room, and because I'm in this room, uh, the audio is better. If I go to the the kitchen, it just that's a lot of echo problems that we had in the right, earlier right. episodes. Um, anyways, I gotta get this sorted, man. I'm sorry about that. Um, but you were talking about how uh, it's hard to have two businesses running at the same time and maybe even two hobbies at the same time and how you need a sense of focus. Well, I, I think that, um, so, I mean, for me personally, I, um, I keep coming back to programming versus, you know, like programming for me is a hobby. Whereas with Able Cells, it's a business. And if, if it was the, if it was the other way around, then I would be building an e-commerce site to run Able Cells, right? Like I would be. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. Whereas now yeah. though, it's funny. I mean, another, um, interesting to development is you guys have heard me talk about how I've been like rebuilding um, kind of Shopify for my, my buddy who's in this great industry. 
So we made a decision, which was a crazy, we just made it in like a t- in 10 minutes. And it just sort of, I was really proud of myself of how unattached I was. We actually decided to throw it away. Okay. <laughs> so we are going to move to um, WooCommerce, which is a WordPress um uh, like mm-hmm. a like an e-commerce platform built on WordPress and again so i think just thinking back with this lens the like making a decision like that is mm-hmm. was completely pragmatic and practical i'm going to hate developing mm-hmm. in woocommerce like i'm not going to enjoy it i don't like wordpress but when you look at the cost benefits of the business ie like you know what the business needs for new features and new features and turnaround and maintenance like exactly like the amount of time it's going to take me to build a discount engine into this uh, shopify project we it just doesn't make sense it's it's already Mm -hmm. there um we you know anyway so and i kind of again in, in a very i made this snap decision where i was like yeah let's throw it away and yeah. it's like, no, we've spent so much time. And it's like, nope, it doesn't matter. Like it served its purpose. We needed it at the time. It got us to where we are now. If if the if this is what the business needs, then and that just re-solidified this idea of I think that project originally started for me as a hobby. I could have used WooCommerce back then. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to. I wanted to build it myself. A, it was gonna be a fun, interesting challenge, right? And it was, and I learned a lot and I, I learned how to, you know, model an e-commerce store and variants and products and cart items and line items and, and all these different, um, I really feel like I have a, a very solid understanding now of how Shopify works and mm-hmm. like, or at least the, the database and all the, how everything connects. So, but, but again, so now what's funny is that it's, prompted me to put that project in like the hobby bucket. And I'll be honest, it's not that interesting anymore. I'm not like, I'm not (laughs) interested as a hobby to like, I mean, I might write a blog post basically being like, I spent two years building this and I'm throwing it away in a week and here's why. And just sort of just kind of talking through like, um, and then getting a chance to kind of like tell my ego and show all these cool things that I built and like how I think it's pretty cool. And then basically being like, and I'm throwing it away. Um, yeah. And so, so why, why is it, why is it though that as a hobby, it's not interesting anymore? Well, because I think that it's not hobbies for me, at least are about new things. So um, I'm more interested in a hobby around um, uh, like, I, I think I told you, like I downloaded this, um, this book on like, uh, open GL, like, like 3d, like building a, building mm. a game engine. Yeah. And I don't know the first thing about, um, building my own shader game engine. I mean, it's, it'll be a totally new challenge. And, um, that to me is something that I would rather do than sit and kind of polish up this Shopify thing, you know? Um, mm-hmm. so I think that uh, and I think we were talking about Elon Musk again, I have no idea what the hell Elon Musk does, but I feel like if you look at his projects from the outside, you've got SpaceX that is 
clearly in this execution, I mean, still heavy R&D, but they have a pretty clear vision and roadmap of what they want to get done. And they've got a very big team of very accomplished people trying to get that done. So now, supposedly, he's still like day to day doing physics calculations. and, and, And maybe that's actually the case, which is crazy. But maybe he finds that fun. Maybe that's a hobby for him. And obviously, he doesn't need to be sitting there crunching numbers. Um, you know, Tesla, I don't even know how to read that. Sometimes it looks like it's doing yeah. amazing. Sometimes you feel like it's going to fall all fall apart. But that's clearly one that he is completely focused on right now. Like that's his business, I think, if he had to pick one. Um, I, I feel like, I, I, yeah, yeah, keep going. Well, no, and then Neural, like Boring Company is kind of this like kind of that's joke experiment. Sure. That, yeah, yeah, that ended up kind of turning into this bigger thing. And then Neuralink is this um, very stealth, futuristic thing where I'll bet you he's really just there pontificating about what should exist. And then he's got a team of people who are dicking around and he checks in every once in a while. And so. Mm-hmm. Well, there's know, also the, the the solar roof stuff, but maybe that's the full, that's folded under Tesla now, I guess. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I, again, like, and, then, and he's a, he is an outlier because, um, you know, he's got a lot of different shit on the go, but I, I think that for, for everyone out there who is managing a side project, I think it's really important to know, is it a business or is it a hobby? And, yeah. um, but knowing that hobbies can turn into businesses. So it's yeah. fine if you don't have a business, if you just have a hobby that could turn into a business, but it's, it's a dangerous territory. If you're um, like, you know, for me with, you know, learning this open GL thing, I'm not going to go learn uh, Erlang at the same time. Like I'm not going to try to learn mm-hmm. a new programming language. And like, I don't know, to me, that just feels like you kind of have to pick one the same way where I wouldn't go start another business right now if I have able cells just sitting there, I feel like you have to kind of pick one, you know? I, 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 I do think like the common ground is like projects. And I feel like with a hobby, be it a hobby or business, for me at least, I need to have that centered around a project. So if I'm trying to learn like say OpenGL, I have in my mind something I want to build using OpenGL or Erlang or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Um, and that thing that I want to build, it could be something just really like, it might be a song or it might be like a, a picture or a game or, but it, it would be something that I'm, I would be kind of generally interested in building and, and yeah, but it could transition into like, wow, this is something and maybe it should be a, a like a, a product product. And uh, then you start thinking about like, is it going to be a business or not? But um, I forgot in which episode, but I was talking in one episode, we were talking about, uh, teams for side projects and having distinct roles and the importance of having clear delineation of who, who owns what. Um, and I brought my friend, Eric, who I had tried, we've tried to do stuff many times before, but it's never really worked out. I just had dinner with him and, um, it's really interesting because we just talked about how, um, yeah, this idea of just hobbies and businesses, because another reason why I think it never really worked out is because we kind of had different mindsets. Like, I don't know, sometimes I treat it like a business, sometimes he treat it like a hobby. 
Um, or we both treat it like a hobby, but we expected results as if it was a business. Um, and it's just really, really muddled. I think you can really convince yourself that a hobby is a business, but not really treat it that way or vice versa. Um, like I look back and I'm like, yeah, we needed a license for this bit of software or for this kind of um, uh, package that we could have used to kind of bootstrap things and, and, and get us rolling. And we never really did that um, because we were kind of too cheap to, to, to buy the license. And we're like, yeah, um, it, it's maybe like 500 bucks or a thousand bucks. It's not really worth it. Um, but if we really were to treat like a business, we would have forked that money out. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but you start making a whole bunch of these little decisions that uh, I think at the time you don't really recognize. But in hindsight, if you look at it from the lens of business or hobby, I'm like, we were clearly t- treating this like a hobby. Like we weren't, if we were really serious about it, I would have invested like actual money into this and made it really right. happen. Um, yeah. And then I think that then, then you get to know how serious you really are because – you start thinking like, well, what else could I spend 500 bucks on? And, mm. um, uh, yeah, I mean, even, yeah. even with, even with able cells, like I'm where I'm worried I'm still in hobby mindset is that I kind of know what I need to do to go to the next level. And everybody I've talked to has kind of told me the same thing and it involves, um, basically raising, What's that? No, no, no. In fact, everybody's been telling me not to do pick and pack. So, okay. Um, it's like, no, pick and pack would probably sink me right now. So they actually said okay. it's cheaper to hire somebody to pack for you than it would be to go pick and pack. Um, mm. until you're into, you know, thousands of, of units, like you're just, uh, the fees you're paying there are not worth it. At least this is right, right, what right, I'm right. hearing. Right. Really what it is, is I need to raise money. So, hmm. um, and we kind of talked about this before, but retail stores have, uh, they call it a float. And it's like a, you, be, because of the way cash flow works, where you're buying inventory. Okay, so you buy inventory, you buy $10,000 worth of inventory. And that inventory is worth, just for simple numbers, let's say $20,000 on the retail market. So you've got $10,000 profit. But that's mm-hmm. only if you sold that that day. Like, mm. like, you know, if you put it in a warehouse for nine months, you're not, it's not, it's no longer worth that. Even though you can still sell it for, for 20,000 and make a $10,000 profit, it's taking up space in a warehouse. It's sitting there. It's like, you, you have to factor in this shelf time that something is sitting there. So right. the more products you have, the the more money you have to have in your float. So Loblaws, their stores would have a millions of dollars of float because of the amount of inventory mm. they're buying. For me, I probably need somewhere in the order of fifty to a hundred thousand dollars so that when the dollar is good, I can buy five thousand units of um you know, uh, perfect keto chocolate because I know I'm gonna sell it. And then mm-hmm. I don't care if that sits there for um, eight months or whatever it is, or, mm-hmm. um, I can, I can take a chance on a product that I'm not sure how it's going to sell. Whereas now my, my cash flow is, um, it's, it's very th- like, 
depending on your margin, you you don't have a lot of room to kind of play. So if I wanted to, like, I'm basically running a just-in-time store. So as I run out of something, I have to buy it. As I run out, I have to yeah, buy it. Yeah, as yeah, I run yeah, out, yeah, I have yeah, to buy it. I can yeah. never do long-term buying because I don't yeah. have I don't have that that yeah, uh, yeah, that yeah. money. So <laughs> so but, but there's, how, but there's how, part how of me that's just yeah. What's that? yeah exactly. So there's part of me that's like now. What's interesting is um you know you know companies like ClearBank and all these different uh, financing options. I mean they will they will fund your inventory too. So I could go and talk to them and be like, okay, what would, a uh, like, how would, how could ClearBank help me with this? Or there's cabbage. There's these other kind of alternative websites now popping up, trying to solve problems. Like I'm not the first person to have this problem. Um, and, but again, it's like, what I really should do is go to my parents or go to my friends and family and be like, look, here's, invest in this here's a here's a plan mm. here's a model for how we're going to make this money back um yeah. i've got the marketing i've got my my numbers i've got the audience i just need x amount of dollars but i feel like as a side project that's a harder like i wouldn't give my money to someone if i knew that it was a side project for them or maybe i would but it would my, my bar would be so much higher whereas yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then again, now I'm in this in this limbo phase right now, and it's like, well, fuck, if I if I'm gonna do it, now would be the time. And then I just I wouldn't go take a job. I would I would try to do this full time, and then that's when the you look at you look at the real nuts and bolts, and you're like, I don't know if I want to do that. Which then led leads you to so then why am I doing this? Like, if it's not a hobby, if it's a business, and I'm not kind of willing to take it to the level that I know it has to get to, then, then what am I doing here? You know? Um, mm-hmm. And but so this is, that's, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's putting, it's putting you to the test though. Right. Um, and, and it's interesting. Cause I like, I'm sure, you know, some people like this, but I, I have pe- people I know who, when they're in, they're all in and they go down the raising money route and they are totally a okay with it. Um, but they make a full run at it and they, they, they really try to see how far they can take this thing. Um, and I've never really been that person. And I wonder also, like, do I have the gall to make something a proper business? Right. And I keep on my excuse. I've always said to myself is when I get the right idea, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. And part of me still holds to that because again, if I knew how hard retail was going to be. I don't know if I would have done it. Like if I could really go back in time, um, it's a, it's a much harder business than I, than I thought it was going to be. Um, And I don't know if I would want to, like, I feel like you've got this social capital and if I'm going to go raise money from friends and family and, and ask for people to put their faith in me, I really want to know that I've got a lot of control over the outcome of that. Yeah. So if it's like an idea or if it's something I'm building or if, if it's a, something a little more novel, I would be a lot more confident. But when it's like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to compete in an already very competitive industry. Now, my secret power, my superpower is, is I'm able to generate traffic. I'm able to, to find people cheaper than I think a lot of my competition is. 
Um, but uh, there's something that just says that's not enough to go and like bet the farm, you know? Yeah, and people do it. People do it on less and with less credentials and with weaker ideas. Absolutely, right? they do it with with way less. And yeah, um, that's kind of the uh, so so again. But then it kind of goes back to what we were talking about, where it's all about expectations again. Mm-hmm. So now maybe I'm just pacifying myself, but then I can also tell myself this story. That's like, why? Again, what's the rush? Like. Mm-hmm. Your, your business doesn't have to operate fast either. So I'm not losing money. I'm growing every day. Do I need to go balls to the wall right now? Like if it, if it doesn't feel like the right time to do it, then maybe I just keep doing what I'm doing and just keep status quoing. And um, I don't know, maybe one day it will, or maybe. Um, and, and you know what? I, I, th- don't know. I think that's. I think that's fine to an extent, but I think ultimately you are in a nascent industry and you have competitors who are going to eat that share if you're not. And right. You know what I mean? Like this opportunity might not be here five years from now when keto becomes a very mainstream thing. Right. I went to Indigo and I saw like a keto book like in the – on like one of the main shelves. And I was like, Oh, interesting. Like I wouldn't have saw seen this like a year ago for sure. Yeah, no, it's, it's for, it's, it's, it's probably already cresting if not past the crest. Um, but, it, but you know what, but you're at a time where it's still, I think there's still market to be had. And if you lose this window, I, it, yeah, you just might not get it back. So that's, that's the risk I think. Right. No, no. Agreed. Agreed. And I think that's the um, sort of the, the, the whole question of then why, like, like what, what's the hesitation? It, it goes back to this. It's a fear thing. Mm. It's a fear. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's fear of, of the market or if it's fundamentally a lack of confidence. Like, I don't know, like, is it that I think I'm going to fail and that's why, like, is it that I, uh, you know, that I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I don't know. And I don't it, know. It, it, there's um, probably part of that that's in there. I mean, it's probably uh, – um, and I think there's always an excuse. But in this case, when I'm honest with myself, it's it's the fact that I control so little of the – like if I had my own keto product, if I was selling mm-hmm. my own product in there, even if it was just one of 10 that I was selling in there, that changes it. I feel like that's a different kind of business. So maybe – I'm more of a maker. Maybe my my prototype, my archetype is more of a, uh, a maker. I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't say it's. I wouldn't say it's that. I think the the reason why having your own product would probably make you feel a little bit better in some regards. It probably makes you more anxious in other regards. But is because like you don't control all these. There's so many variables you don't control when right. and when when it's not your product, right? Like it could be that your supplier just decides to close up shop and. Then, and then what? Like they, they were carrying your number one chocolate chocolate product, right? Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. And then, but now you've you've borrowed a whole bunch of money that people are expecting return on, and there's there's expectations, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I mean, you know, I could, yeah. yeah, there's definitely risk, but I I don't know. Like if as long as people are clear, you're you're clear with it with um, people you're asking from, like 
I don't know. I, I think they know what they're getting themselves into, right? Right, but but again, it's um, there's something, um, there's something holding me back, and it keeps coming back to this. It's this isn't maybe this isn't the idea. Maybe this isn't the. Um, but I just worry that I'm always going to say that, that the idea is never going to come, that I'm going to be 45 and I still wouldn't have found the idea. And, you know, maybe the trick is to pretend like it's the idea and just fucking go for it and then see if it actually is or not. I mean, like there's definitely, uh, um, there's definitely something to that attitude, but don't you feel like it's also reckless to do that as a side project? No. Really? Like don't you know. don't think it's I reckless think so. to go raise a bunch of money and then still and, and basically and I guess you're right, if you tell people flat out like here's what's gonna happen, but to like if if you're like if you think about it this way, like I don't know how much money you need to raise, but you said fifty to hundred. So let's just say it was fifty, uh, to keep the math simple. You're really asking ten people for five thousand dollars. And when you break it down that way, that's not the worst. Like if you asked me for $5,000, I wouldn't just be able to just, I can't just give you 5,000, like just like that. Like I, but I I could scrounge, I could probably scrounge up that money if you needed it. And yeah, that's a good point. You, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and it, but if you came to me with like a whole deck of like, this is how much I'm making right now. And if we were to raise this much money and I bought this much in, um, uh, chocolate, chocolate sundae flavor, whatever, uh, keto, this is how much I can make back. And this is kind of what your return will look like at year one, year two. But if you thought about that and you're like, Nick, I actually, I feel pretty good about this. And you asked me for $5,000, I, I would get you $5,000. Yeah. You, you know, and, and you're asking 10 people and that doesn't sound crazy. If you're asking me for like, I don't know, 10, 20,000, then I'm like, okay, well, we, it's it's a different conversation, right? Right. Um, but then Alicia's got to get involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then Alicia's got to get involved, you know. But five thousand dollars is not going to like bankrupt me, right? right. And um, and there's a chance that it might something I might get a good return on that. Like I, I'm putting five thousand dollars in like Tesla stock, and I'm watching that yo yo all day all day long, yeah. right? <laughs> um. So yeah, I don't know. So I don't think it's necessarily bad. Hmm. No, the, again, you raise a good point, and and maybe the, um. Okay. So so here's another here's another way to look at this lens of like. The, I, I think my comment about the whole maker thing though does kind of hold true though, which is why I think I get along really well with with uh, my other this guy Aaron, um, because. I I don't get excited like I don't want to go upstairs and like and put together a spreadsheet and a PowerPoint and or, or a deck like you just described. I could, yeah, 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 but yeah. I don't want to do that. That's not that interesting for me. Um, and I think part of it is that maybe I don't know how to do it. So maybe there's a fear of I don't know what a good deck looks like. I don't know really how to do that. Like I mean, the math isn't isn't hard, but how do I? Um, like I don't have that skill set. I don't sit there and make these finance and, and decks and stuff. That's not my that's not my forte. Um, I've always been the builder. I've always been the maker. And Me too, for sure. But again, you're right though. If 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 it is a business, then 
you have to be willing to wear all those different hats, the fundraising hat, the operations hat, the, um, mm. ah, it's interesting, man. Yeah. It's, uh, so when I was having dinner with Eric, um, he was talking, telling us about his a mutual friend of ours, Dennis and, uh, him and him and Dennis have done, they've been doing a bunch of like kind of side project things. Some, you know, they've done little things like, uh, an alarm clock for Android, you know, like a lot of the things that are just like, they're fun, but they're really not maybe huge money-making endeavors. So um, I think Dennis, basically he was kind of looking for, he's looking for employment right now, but his lens of projects has changed. Like in terms of that balance of like, is this going to give me a return or not give me a return and making hard cuts of like essentially hobby or business, right? Like the things I'm doing now, is there going to be a chance of, maybe income coming in or really there's a, this sounds like a fun thing, but there's a very, very small percentage chance I'm going to actually make money, any money from this. Um, but it, it's like when, when you need that money, when it becomes like your all in thing, I think you'll, you'll quickly make that deck. You'll quickly ask people for money. You know what I mean? But it's, it's having that hunger all the time, which I think some people are really, really good at, even if it is a side project and not necessarily their full-time thing. That's a good point. But then don't you think part of it is this idea of that feeling then, like knowing that this is the thing that you are going to put your money behind? Like, um, and, and maybe maybe why I'm hesitant on this one is that it's ultimately, it's just an industry that I understand a lot more than I did a year ago when I started, but I understand software a lot better. Like let's make something mm-hmm. and let's sell it and we can sell it while we sleep. And as long as it doesn't fall apart, we can service it with this amount. Like that makes so much sense to me. And I've seen it done professionally so many ways that like, I know that if I had something like a, if I had a piece of software that was earning the revenue that Able Cells was, oh my, I'd be raising, I'd be raising money from everybody right now. Um, mm-hmm. But I think there's this, almost like what you said around, and it's so funny now that I've left Hubba, like, and the, the, maybe some of the Kool-Aid is wearing off where it's like, how are we going to beat Amazon? Like, how are we going to, um, like, what, what does this world look like in five years? Is this something where I got to just get in there and get out and make whatever money I can? Because the world is going to be, the retail world is going to be so fundamentally different in five years. Um, I think I have another voice that's like, should I just be again running this thing at essentially cost to just gain customers to then move into info products and and like mm. uh, you know could I be finding another way to monetize my customers while still adding value to them without having to be running this margin business where I'm I'm just you know buying, selling, collecting margin, buying, selling, collecting margin, paying tax, buying, selling, mm-hmm. collecting margin. Like there's, it's such a simple business, but could I be doing something else with it, with the, with these people? Like, um, and the fact that I don't have a clear answer for that yet tells me that I'm not ready to raise money yet. Like I, I need to have a very clear vision of, of, of what I, I need to have a vision for what this thing is. Like, um, and I don't yet. And yeah. I think that part of it could just be that, again, because it's a side project, I don't have that time to do the deep thinking, the deep work of what does this look like a year from now? Um, you know, 
I, I'm just packing yeah. boxes every night and and buying inventory and packing boxes and buying inventory. And I'm kind of, if you think of yourself as when you're the, when you're a one man or a one person show, you gotta wear all the hats. I've been spending too much of my time in the warehouse, and I need to like get into the office and and look at it. You know, maybe that's why I, I don't want to raise money. I, 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 but I think especially if you're gonna have that money conversation, or if you're at least entertaining the idea. I, you know, it's worth just spending like a half a day to do that. You know what I mean? Like, it's I don't not, think it's half a day. I don't think it's half a day though. I think it's, um, well, I mean, maybe it is, maybe, uh, maybe I'm making it more complicated in my head than it has to no, be. Right? Cause, cause I, 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 I think you, you, you probably model a few different scenarios, right? And I think you want to look at the people coming in. Um, how much are they worth to you? If you were to kind of keep running business status quo, but you had more money for inventory if you suddenly had an influx of $50,000, like running through, or $100,000, running through scenarios of like what, what you could do. And one is keeping the business as is and you're selling products and you're just getting way better at acquiring people and you're getting them at a net positive uh, return. Then you're like, okay, in five years, this is how much this could be worth. In five years, if I borrowed uh, five ten thousand $10,000 or whatever from Nick, this is what it will be worth in five years for him. Now, if we went another path and we sold info products, this is kind of the roadmap of what I think this that could be like. And but, but you're essentially the CEO, man. So you, I, I do think you you need to also put in put on a bit of that forward thinking hat, right? Like what 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 does Able Sales look, look like in five years? Um, but you know, it's it's funny. Like my uh, my friend Tom, which I think I referenced last week, he's like the the hustler guy. Who, who kind of lives in the gray kind of world. Um, he opened like this, uh, like an archery tag thing, like year, year, like years ago. And he just asked people, hey, are you interested in investing? And I I said like automatic yes. Uh, he didn't actually need my money at the end, but um, he's one of those guys who are just, you're like, I'm investing in the person. Like he's one of those, just like a straight hustler. So I know he's going to just figure it out and make it work because he, he just, he just does. Right. And, but I feel like that's a huge part of that investing game, right? Like if you ask me, I, I'd probably just give you the money on the spot because I feel like you're, you're going to grind and you're going to kind of make it work. But, um, but the other part of that is, is having that model and it is having that lens of like, what is able sales in five years? Well, and, and maybe and it's part of that. Evolve, um, right? Yeah, and maybe going back to my uh, my conversation about like even getting closer to the accounting, and how much mm-hmm. how better that made me feel. Just really looking at the the nuts and bolts, and so you're right. And that really only took me two days of 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 you know I, I, I'm going to say ten hours of of very concentrated effort. Um, mm-hmm. So you're right. Maybe it is just a matter of okay, what what are these different scenarios like? You're right. Like if I'm going to ask for 50 grand, I kind of know that that's the number. That's like the thing that's floating around in my head. But, um, mm-hmm. but again, even ClearBank, like, or, or any of these kind of new ways of getting money. I mean, the way they operate is you're not really taking, you're not paying interest. You're just giving them, you're just paying them first. So as long as their take rate is less than my margin, if right now they were to say, okay, here you go. You got 50 grand that you can spend on inventory. You're right. Like if I don't know exactly what I'm going to do with that tomorrow, then like that's the next step. It's yeah, for sure. It's, it's not like 
oh, it'd be so great if I had this money. It's like, no, no, really like, okay, you get the money on Monday. What do you do on Tuesday night? Like what's happening yeah. on Tuesday that now that you've got this influx and if I, if I yeah. attack it that way, which is a, such a, it's a more focused question. Mm-hmm. I think that's better than like, oh, what would, the, well, like, do I want to, you know, like what, what's my vision for this company in two years? Like, I don't and, know but, if, but I, if that's I, yeah. the right, and, and, that's the right lens. But I, I think that's where the indecision comes from. Like if you're like, if I got all this money and you, you're not exactly sure what you're going to do with it, that's probably why you're apprehensive to ask people for it. Uh, yeah, exactly. Because mm-hmm. I, because I, I don't know. You're right. It's like, yeah. I, yeah, like, like, or even I should know. Um, you know, should I be putting uh, uh, thirty thousand into marketing and twenty thousand into inventory? Should I be putting forty thousand into inventory and ten thousand into marketing? You're right. Like it's like really, it's almost running those scenarios and just and yeah, it's not hard. Yeah, okay, you're right, yeah. man. I feel like this has just been able sales therapy the past two weeks. I'm gonna try that next no, week. Man, but it's, no, but no, but it's good. But I, I do um, think about it this way: like you're spending most of your time doing like in your garage packing boxes, and we talked about this before. But you could probably just pay some kid 15 bucks to do that, and you're basically spending 80 percent of your time doing something that you'd pay a kid 15 dollars an hour to do. Yeah. Um, when you know you're 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 the boss of this company that it, you know, you need to maintain. The health of that and make sure that fifteen that 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 kid keeps getting paid fifteen dollars an hour, right? Um, well, and and, and I think the that, on on that you're right. And I think what I need to keep reminding myself, and I'm not trying to tap myself on the back, but all the stuff I read about, you know, and I, and I try to consume as much of this stuff as I can. It all comes down to marketing. That's the hardest part for these people. So mm-hmm. if I've got that, I'm, I'm not going to say I've got it unlocked, but if I've got it dialed in, where I kind of know. I'm above average when it comes to digital marketing, just given my my background. Then if everybody's saying that's the hardest piece of this, then I should be able to be maybe not top 1%, but I should be in the top 5 to 10%, especially if I'm just focusing on Canada. So yeah, um, yeah you're right. Like the – yeah, that's interesting. Okay. No, I'm going to uh, – I'm going to sit down and try that and I'm going to ask you for money. So uh, get ready to, to <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Just, just have, I should, have a good plan. I, I, should, good I should do, I, I should do an ICO. <laughs> you should, <laughs> should do an um, able, uh, an able coin. You know, there's a, uh, I don't know if you know Ray, Raymond Chang. This, it's this guy who um, was the president of CI mutual funds he then went on to, he was like chairman of Ryerson. Um, but I, I met him one time and he, he passed, but he went to high school with my dad in Jamaica. And he was this guy, you know, just like my dad, immigrants, they came here and he became this like, I don't know, millionaire, billionaire, I don't know, just in doing what he, he's doing. And he, um, but he managed like a mutual fund, uh, like a company, mutual fund company. Right. And, uh, but I met him one time and then I just kind of asked him like, you know, what, what do you think is the most important key to your kind of success? And uh, he told me, he's like, it's just having foresight and not being stuck in like the right now, but seeing where things are going to be five years from now or three years from now. And mm. I don't know. I, I, I don't know why that popped in my head today, but um, but I think it definitely applies to like, 
able cells or any kind of project we're working on, right? It's like, if, if you can't see where the project is going to go in maybe a few years from now, or you don't have a vision of what it could be, then maybe it is just a hobby. Maybe that's the line. You know, like if, if, if you're learning OpenGL and you're thinking, well, in three years, I don't even know if I care about OpenGL or, and if that's the, if that's your vision of it, then you know, it's clearly a hobby. Or if you're like, I don't know, I just want to make this one thing then maybe it is just a hobby. Right. Um, right. But no, but, 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 but that's where I think the insight from last week was where it's like, no, that that's not what this is. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, for sure, not the, uh, like able cells is it's a Tesla. I want a Tesla. So, yeah. um, it's going to be very hard to like, I can't see a path for learning open GL getting me a Tesla in the next five years. Like that just doesn't, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, I, I just yeah, don't yeah. think that's going to happen. Um, whereas with this, it's I, I like, kinda, no, no, I, I have a clear yeah. path. It's like, um, it's, it's funny. And you know, I think what it's so much of it comes down to is that I, I think there is a, just a lot of fear where I'm always okay. Um, it really is this idea of like being the founder versus being the second person. I have no mm-hmm. problem being the second person. No problem. Yeah. I've been the second person yeah. many times, but I've never been, well, I was with Awaken, but it was different because there was no capital. There's no capital. Yeah. It was just it was just time. And once you figure that out and you figure out your rate and you just, you know, as long as you're not, you don't feel like you're being taken advantage of. But this is different where I've never been that person, you know, mm-hmm. asking for money. And you're right though. If it's if you think about five thousand from ten people, I could probably raise that from in my head right now, I've got seven people that I know wouldn't even, yeah, they wouldn't even yeah. ask questions. They'd be like, you want, f- okay, here, take it. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I, really? Like I've got seven already in my head that I, I know for sure. I for could probably sure. get 10 from five of them. Um, so there you and, go. And honestly, it, like that's the 50 and, right there. If you ask me for five and you burned it, I don't know if I'd be upset. I'd be upset actually, if I gave you five and then you just closed up able, like uh, able cells, like, a month from now you're like yeah i don't i don't really care about it right now i'm kind of over it that might bother me but if i gave you five thousand dollars and you or ten thousand or whatever and you're kind of hustling on it and you're trying to make it work i kind of know what i'm getting myself into and i don't really i don't think i'd care i don't think it would sully our relationship or anything no but it'd it'd be the same for me with the book like for whatever reason let's say you talk to a publisher and they're like all right nick you gotta pony up uh 20 grand for the first run like I'd be upset if you didn't ask me to contribute, you know, I'd be offended if you didn't ask me for money. Um, and even if it totally crashed and burned to just be a part of it and just to feel like we're kind of in this together in some weird way. Like I have, I have this 1%, this 1% connection to the project of, um, you know, like it would, it, it changes the dynamic. It's kind of like betting on a sports game. You just it makes exactly. the game way more way more interesting. Yeah. And there's like a little bit of money it's, on the line. And I think you would feel sick to your stomach if you mortgaged your house for me. Um yeah. like those guys who bet, you know, too much money in in, in uh in Vegas. 
Um, but but it, you're, it's you know, like people, you're, you're totally right. Yeah. But it's like people in uh, who do the World Series of Poker, you know, uh, they do this thing where the entrants basically invest in other other poker players. Right. Yeah. So, um, but it, it's a so a lot of people have made millions of dollars just by investing in other poker players. So they're like, we'll front you your kind of entry, but uh, we'll like we'll stake you, but you're going to give us like twenty five percent or fifty percent if you win or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, but it's the same thing. Like you're investing, you're investing in people or if it's not this, it's going to be you're investing in, in stocks or in, you know, ETFs or mutual funds or whatever else it might be. So, um, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's interesting. Uh, I, I, I totally, I totally invest, man, for sure. Hmm. Well, if, if you, yeah, all you gotta do is just, but I want to see you do, do, do a bit of that math and have a plan for what you're going to do with that money though. Oh no, for sure. No, but I, I think that. And the fact that it's if, if you kind of look at, at side projects and, and and these things as growth opportunities, for me, this is a big opportunity to sit down and do something that it, it's it's not I don't want to be cliche and say like, oh, if you're not uncomfortable, if you're not growing. But it's that idea of I'm not going to look forward to doing this on Monday to sit down and like sit in Excel for eight hours. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I'm sure that I will walk out of there and I will on Wednesday or Tuesday or Thursday, whenever we record next week, I'm going to be able to tell you, um, no, like, okay, I'll tell you what, let's, I just realized, I think we have to record for me next week on Tuesday or Wednesday, literally from Thursday until Christmas. I'm basically, it's a write-off. You've got something every night. Um, but, Maybe my goal for next week will be that when we sit down, I can at least tell you what, like, if I, maybe I don't even need that money. Like, and maybe that's another reason why I'm not taking it is that maybe I just haven't done enough of that. Like, what do I want? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to sit, I'll have some answers for like what, what I think I need. Um, yeah like yeah what would you do with the money if if you if you got it and if the answer is like probably i don't need the money nothing or yeah then then, yeah 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 cool no that's good that's a good plan i like that and i do also want to spend an episode talking about how so in the past i've talked about you know obviously i i was going to build my own shopify um i'm considering (laughs) moving off of shopify um and but again now i'm doing it for the for different reasons like looking at this like a business now why do people go on shopify because it's easy they don't have a technical background but it's very expensive you are paying a premium for ease of use right Mm -hmm. so if i could migrate it to a woocommerce in three or four days and save three and a half percent of gross revenue per month. That's worth it. Like that's a good, that's a good bet. And Um, and you're also going to do it to kind of learn for your mm, other project. No, no. If anything, that project has shown me how easy it would be for me to switch this one because Mm. the, what, again, what Shopify does is it, 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 any, anyone can open a store. That's their whole thing. You just, anyone can open a store, but I'm not anyone. 
I'm a software guy. I know how to kind of like, if I had to get in there and do this to do that, mm-hmm. I can, I can figure that out. So if I can do that and save myself five or 600 bucks a month, damn, like that's, that's a Tesla. That's like, if I like, think about it, if I, if I move away from this and go, so I'm going to pick a cheaper payment processor. I'm going to get off. Um, I might get off Stripe, which would disqualify me from ClearBank, which would be unfortunate because I am thinking about working with them on a loan. Um, but if I can find a cheaper gateway, uh, drop that down a percent, get off Shopify, drop down another percent, and then not pay the $500 a month hosting fee. I mean, now we're talking about, um, yeah, five, six, seven hundred, eight hundred dollars a month. A Tesla, my goal was like nine hundred dollars a month. So mm. I could just be saving that money to a Tesla. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, yeah, sure. And yeah, there's a bit more maintenance, and yeah, there's a bit more this, and like some of the niceties that I enjoy in Shopify. But again, when you look at what your what my skills are, is that a good trade off? Anyway, we don't have to get into it now. I haven't yeah. done it yet. Because I do think it how could come, be a pencil problem, but this is something that I'm I'm, I'm debating. How, how come you're paying five hundred dollars a month for Shopify? Isn't it isn't it cheaper than that? No, sorry, it's um, uh, it's, so it's like it's like one ninety nine or two. two well, I think it's one ninety nine a month, but it's all American, which they don't advertise. Okay. All their prices okay. are American, so that sucks. Yeah. Given that they're Canadian, um, and the second part is that they allow um. Sorry, they you buy your shipping through Shopify, or at least I do. Mm, so now okay. you get a discount, which is nice, but you're still so at the end of the month I have like a five hundred dollar bill, but three hundred of that is shipping, let's say. Um, gotcha. But this is where again treating it like a business. I've been looking at scrappier ways to get my shipping cost down, and mm. I've found a few options which would which aren't even possible on Shopify. So it's like mm. all these things are pushing me to, okay, maybe for most people, Shopify is the vehicle, but because I've got those skills and I might, like I could be saving meaningful amounts of money, I feel like that's a no-brainer, but I don't know. Anyway, let's not get into it now. Mm. We got to button this up, but um, I'm thinking about that too. Oh, no, that's exciting, man. Um I guess I have one one point about this whole business and hobby thing, and I'm not sure is like the book to me is my business is a business. The podcast to me is a hobby. Um, but it's really weird for the book to be a business when I don't have a clear idea of like how if I'm ever going to make money from this at all, and to consider that business. This is like a hobby. It's like a passion project that is taking the life of a business but it's not going to make me any money does that make sense that's kind of weird right no i think i okay my my feeling is the reason why it feels like a business is because this to me feels like the first brick in 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 the in the house like yeah you you could use this to parlay or to turn this into some kind of a business even if you didn't sell one copy like, or even if you sold it for a dollar and made a thousand dollars profit at the end of this, and you, you got it into 10,000 people's hands or whatever, like Mm -hmm. this is a, this could be this beginning of this personal brand Nick that we've sort of been hinting at, uh, for the past few weeks. Like 
So mm-hmm. I think it's a business in the sense of um, you you have a lot of ways to monetize this content. You've got a direct way, you've got an indirect way. So it feels very much like you could make some real, you, you, you could easily, not easily, you could make money with this. This is something that will make money. The question is, how much and 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 how long i think is more the answer you know are you gonna yeah um you know is it gonna buy you a tesla next year maybe not no. but is it gonna set you up to buy three in the next five years yeah very possible you know um because again this could be the the gateway to your second book that you actually get paid to do or you know um I, I yeah. don't know. There, there, there's well, so many doors that could open that I feel like to call it a hobby is a disservice because you you have something that most people don't have. You have an original piece of content with your name on it, and the, I don't. Know, it just opens so many doors. So I feel like it'd be a a cop out to call this a hobby. Hmm. But I yep. would argue yep. that until this day, until you held it in your hands, you were teetering on hobby. But now that you've got it, now it's a matter of almost like what you're telling me to do. You need to think about, okay, what's next? Like, am I going to put this on a website and drive people to buy this book? Am I going to use that blurb thing and, and do an Amazon publishing thing where it's like mm-hmm. print on demand? Am I going to try to parlay this into conferences now? Am I going to try to get a public? Like you kind of need to figure out what your year looks like with this now. And then that's mm-hmm. going to dictate, um, is it an investment year or is it a money year? I mean, yeah. if you went balls to the wall yeah. on, yeah. like I, to me, if you were, if you took off your imposter syndrome and your like shameless promotion or your aversion to shameless promotion, I feel like you could you could make some, uh, and again I, I don't know because I don't know the economics of book publishing, and I've, I've heard it's not as much as everyone thinks it is. But like, yeah. I feel like you could email every person who's ever written a book about parenting who is a man and ask them to amplify what you're doing. You could email every conference, every morning show, every like. There's a way in which you can, or hire an agent or hire a whatever. Like there, there's a way that you could, if your goal was to make a hundred thousand dollars a year with this book, one hundred percent, you could do that in 2019. But you would have to be willing to do things that you might be uncomfortable doing, like, yeah, you know, telling a producer What's why it? this is the best. Yeah you know, like you're the only person they have to, you know, like just shit like that. Like that we've yeah, talked yeah, about yeah, is yeah. awkward, like promoting yeah. yourself and all that shit. Yeah. Um, no, it's interesting. I get, I think the one big, you know what, maybe next week we can even talk about like, you, since you're going to do a big research, I'm going to do a bit of thinking. It's like, what is our goals for our side project stuff next year? Yeah. I like that since, because if you look at, if you look at the yeah. schedule, like I'm, we're probably not going to record do you want to take the next week off? We'll take the week of Christmas off. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And Let's then, yeah, and then maybe oh, New Year's Eve is on the Tuesday, so maybe we do the Thursday, the third. Um, okay. So like we could do 
next Tuesday or Wednesday, like 18 or 19. And then Choose one. Choose one. Hey, bring it back. Bring it back. Now double your money and make it stack. I'm on to the next one.